Hello, it is Tracy, and I wanted to do a post-expander exchange uh, video to let you know some of the progress, kind of where I'm at. So today, May 30th, Saturday, and I actually had my expander exchange with fat grafting from my stomach done on um, not this Thursday, this past Thursday, but the Thursday before. So I'm about nine, I think it's nine days uh, post-op. And I had my follow-up with my plastic surgeon on Friday, so just yesterday morning. My stomach is still really numb, and with according to my surgeon and my husband, um, they said it's still swollen. I don't really know what to expect, because I don't know how much they took out of my stomach, how much fat. Um, so they think it's still really swollen, it still really hurts. There's actually incisions on my stomach, um, like, from my shoulder, um, it's like that far apart on my stomach, there's one incision on both sides, and then one that's in my belly button. So there is glue that holds those down. I think one has like a little stitch or something in it that will dissolve. So that's still really sore. Um, you can see here on my chest, um, there's four markings right here. These have glue on them too, and you can see maybe a little bit of the bruising. So these were locations too that he, after he took the fat from my stomach, um, they mix it up and do something with it or take some pieces out and then they put them in here to help to shape. Um, so I do want to show you. Um, so this is probably for me and my height and weight, um, a D uh, cup, which before I was a lot, lot bigger. <laughs> I'm not going to share that uh, again with people, but I was a lot bigger. Um, so, and this is, to me, I feel it's perfect for me, the shape and the size and everything. These are Aller Allergan, and I only just found that out because I got the paper for the warranty uh, for them that I had to send in from the plastic surgeon. They're Allergan, they're over the muscle, um, they feel very good, they're a lot lighter than the expander. And then if you look um, here, like, they talk about having a shelf versus like the smooth slope. So he did a great job with the slope of it. And then I'll show you on this side too. That's really good too, with the slope of it down. Um, I do have the incisions that go across. Uh, those have the dissolvable stitches and then some glue on them as well that are starting to come off. Um, and so I think that is, those are the only places that I had when they did the fat grafting. Oh, I have under, right under here too, under my armpit. So I feel good. I feel like everything looks really good. Um, my stomach's still very sore, um, but he said that I did not have to wear the binder. I've been wearing it for just over a week when I went to see him. So I did not have to wear the binder anymore. He said if it was liposuction, like if I had gotten extra liposuction, or which I know that would have cost money. <laughs> um, so if it's like cosmetic and they do liposuction, you would have to wear the binder and then maybe Spanx afterwards for quite a while to help keep that area compressed. Um, but since that wasn't the purpose and he ended up taking just enough of what he needed to help create the shape um, up and around here um, That it's just a way for the swelling to go down and you don't have to help uh, with that He said if you're comfortable wearing it wear it, but if not and it's really really Awkward moving around. I almost felt like I looked like a pregnant lady trying to get up <laughs> because whenever I got up out of the recliner I was like holding my stomach and and getting up so uh, feeling really good now uh, with everything and I did go this past Wednesday and I got my third Lupron shot 
So I get those monthly. I started mid-April on anastrozole, the hormone blocker. The I've had two side effects from all of that. Uh, one is my back has been hurting pretty bad. Um, it's in the last week or so. It's probably because I was taking pain pills and, and things like that. But um, I would typically, when I'm getting up, I would have to use my heating pad. So um, one thing too that affected me is, so when I came home from my expander exchange, it was on Thursday, it was outpatient at a surgery center. I slept in the recliner Thursday and Friday. I tried to sleep on the couch Saturday and I got kind of wedged into the, <laughs> the middle part of the couch or the, um, had a lot of trouble getting up and it kind of freaked me out. Um, the next day I slept, I tried to sleep in bed. Um, so that was the fourth night. I tried to sleep in bed. I thought if it's higher than the couch, it might be easier to get out, kind of swing out. And I was still wearing the binder all the time. Uh, but the thing is when I went in, I slept in the bed, I freaked out because I woke up early in the morning. I had to go to the bathroom and I could not get up. I was so frustrated. Um, and so I was like, hitting my husband I was like you need to help me up you need to help me up and he's like I don't know that I can because I would have to like pull you and you can't put your hands down to put weight on it to put up because you're not supposed to lift more than I think it's 10 pounds or so um so you can't lift your own body weight and you can't let you know like have somebody pull you so he would have had to push me from the back so I uh was laying there for about 20 minutes trying to wiggle my way out and finally I got out of bed but that scared me so much that that next night I went and laid on the recliner again. Um, so I, I slept on the recliner and I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping, which I think is could be another side effect from the hormone blocker and the Lupron shots. I'm not sure. Um, I've had trouble sleeping before and I've been on 10 milligrams of melatonin and taking either Excedrin or Tylenol PM. Um, this time I was taking Tylenol PM the last couple weeks uh, would take that but even that wasn't, hasn't been helping lately. So I'm gonna ask my oncologist about that when I talk to him. I've heard there's uh, women that use more than 10 milligrams of melatonin, so I might also try that. Um, so I slept in the recliner the next night, and then my husband was like, can you please try to come back to bed? Well, it ended up that, I think I had taken a pain pill, and then a couple hours later I was still awake, and I took my Tylenol PM, and I slept really good. And um, that first night that I slept in bed, my back was killing me when I got up. Um, so that was another concern. So the back aches, um, uh, trouble sleeping, which I don't know if that's related or not. And then the other one is my hair. So my hair is very, very thick, thank goodness. Um, but a lot more of it has been coming out like in the shower and then when I brush it or I comb it in the morning and get ready, it, there's a ton of it, just knots of it in the comb. So that's been scaring me. And even though my mom has said, even if you lost like 30% of your hair, you'd have normal people hair. Like it's just so thick, but it's still concerning because it's with all of the, that's coming out. Not, I don't have any that I can think of or that I can feel or see um, bald spots or anything. I know people have had that, but I don't want to have that happen either. So I did talk to my breast nurse had called me, she's called every month or so to check on me. And she asked me to talk to my oncologist about it. She said it could be a deficiency or it could be a side effect from 
um, the meds and maybe there's something else that you can take. And I've seen some suggestions from other ladies about biotin, um, seeing a dermatologist and things like that. So I'll bring that up to him. So um, those are really the three different side effects um, that I've noticed that could be related to some of those hormone blockers. So coming up in June, I have three different appointments. I have an appointment with my breast surgeon, which is my first, it's actually it's my second follow-up from my mastectomy that I had mid-February. So I have that with her. And then I also have an oncologist appointment at the end of June. Um, I'll get blood work done um, because I asked. I was a little bit afraid of my white blood cell count, but it ended up I was basing it off of a score from five years ago when I was pregnant, right before I had miscarried, and your white blood cell count can be extremely elevated when you're pregnant, so I wasn't basing it off of a good number, um, but he's gonna run it again, the blood test, the CBC, I think it is, just to make sure and kind of, you know, alleviate my fears and everything. And what else? I have to get another shot with that appointment, my monthly shot. The other appointment that I have, so I have breast surgeon, I have oncologist, and then the other appointment I have is with my gynecologist. So it's a normal annual like well visit. I think it's an annual one. So I might have to go through all that fun stuff with the annual visit, but it's also to have the conversation with him about um, removing my ovaries. And I wanna have the conversation about um, would he do a either a partial or full hysterectomy as well. Um, so from what I've read, it doesn't look like a hysterectomy includes your ovaries, those are separate. And sometimes they'll take your ovaries and your fallopian tubes because they use the same blood supply, all the stuff I'm learning. Um, but my concern is um, with the hysterectomy, and I can't remember the difference between the partial and the full right off the top of my head, um, but they might take your uterus, your cervix, and some other things. And to me, and in my mind, it's like, can you just take whatever you can take down there I know I'm going into menopause anyway um, because I'm suppressing my ovaries with the Lupron shots, I'm on the hormone blocker. Um, can you just take whatever you need anyway so that I don't find myself next year or a couple years down the road having cervical cancer or uterine cancer, anything like that. Granted, my genetic came back clean. I don't have any um, genetic mutations, uh, but that still scares the crap out of me. So I'm gonna have that conversation with him in June and then figure out when we get that scheduled. Hopefully we can get that surgery scheduled before the end of the year. I am kind of wanting a break, at least for the next two months, um, so that I can enjoy the warmer weather for the summer, sit out on the deck, not be in pain, not have to take time off of work so that I can know that I'm gonna be working for a couple months straight. I know that might seem weird to people, um, but then be able to get it done though before the end of the year because I've already blown my out-of-pocket maximum and my deductible out of the water. So if I can get it done instead of having to pay more next year, let's do that. So that's kind of where things are um, with my post-expander exchange, my follow-up, my plastic surgeon, the appointments that I have coming up, some of the side effects that I have, and kind of where I'm at now. Um, I have been trying to do things to keep me preoccupied. So for my expander exchange surgery, I had it on a Thursday, took Thursday, Friday, and the whole week after that off. When I started into this week, which is my full week off, I thought to myself on like Tuesday, Monday was a Memorial Day, Tuesday I thought, oh my God, I should have come back to work like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like I'm feeling, I felt mentally like fine and 
I'm working at home anyway because of coronavirus. So, and I felt better sitting in my chair in my office here versus like the recliner or the couch. And I thought to myself, I think it was Tuesday, I was like, I shouldn't have taken off this time. I have the time to take off, so I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. But by the time Tuesday rolled into Wednesday, I was so, so thankful that I had because even if I, like, I had taken the pain pills Thursday, Friday, I didn't take them Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I did end up, I went out of the house, I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday. I took one on Tuesday and one on Wednesday when I got home. And even without the pain pills, I was taking one to two naps a day. So I did need the time um, for my body to recover. And so that was nice. And so I was glad that I did that. Um, I'm not sure yet what the recovery will be for um, the next surgery for the ovaries. And if I do more than just the ovaries, whether it's partial or a full hysterectomy, I'll need to look that up and probably get some advice um, from some of the uh, women that have gone through that in the uh, private Facebook groups that I'm part of. Um, it sounds like now it would be a week to two weeks at most um, that I would reserve for that. So thankful in my job that I do have the time that I can take um, with that and the flexibility um, with the organization I'm, that I'm in. And very thankful too, even though it's weird to say this, um, my voice sounds so weird. Um, even though it's weird to say this, the pandemic with the coronavirus, the keeping people at home, um, and in my case, keeping me at home working. I was a little bummed at first because I came out of five weeks from my double mastectomy that was done mid-February. I was off work for, it was almost just over five weeks, like five weeks in a day. Three days before I went to go back to work, they put everybody remote from home. Now I work from home normally two days a week and I go drive into the office, which is about 45, 50 minutes away. Um, three times a week. Um, so I was thankful that I could work from home full time, that I had that capability already. But it was also difficult because I'd already really been quarantined for the last five weeks. Um, I am an introvert, but um, I still, you know, I was looking forward to seeing people and um, the friends and the, the my coworkers and all of that kind of stuff. So that was a little bit rough. Um, done very well, I feel like, but we also have the opportunity to work from home for the rest of the year um, if we would like. And I think for me, that's going to be a really good option and a good choice to make because of these surgeries. Um, so if I can still work, um, you know, we'll do video calls and um, sometimes we don't have to be on the video a whole lot. If we do, I'm always presentable, <laughs> uh, take a shower in the morning and everything. But having that opportunity to not be stressed to have to drive um, and come back and, and there's a whole other layer of, you know, getting up in that movement and being in the office versus being at home and being able to sit on the recliner if I need to, maybe with my laptop and do my work. Maybe it's stepping away at lunchtime or taking a break and taking a 10 to 15 minute sitting outside on the deck and soaking up some of those rays and just relaxing for a little bit. So I'm very, very thankful that I have that, which is so weird to say in the midst of all of this. Um, but the timing for me and my body and what I'm going through um, has been more helpful than I realized that it would be. Um, I was really bummed in the beginning, but I realize um, how helpful that has been for me. So uh, I hope